Before I get started today, I want to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, please sit down and write a review. If you want to discuss anything from this episode, or any other, you can reach out at the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook, or to at ChanceWhitmore5 on Twitter. Thanks. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. Without a doubt, the last 10 months have proved challenging for people worldwide. Even without major personal tragedy, which there's been more than enough of for one year, there are few people who on some level haven't struggled getting through this year. In times like these, it's extremely easy to dwell on the negative and let ourselves get ground down to nothing. Today, I want to ask you about the flip side. Despite the struggles and frustration of the past year, what good has come of it? Now let's get started. Let's start out with some low-hanging fruit on this. Family. I think it was a rare thing prior that people thought they were spending too much time with their families. I still wouldn't say I'm there. In the last 10 months, we've had two opportunities with family. One was to spend a whole lot of time with our family. The other was to miss those we don't get to spend time with. And both of those have given us opportunities. It forced me to rethink what I was doing with family time. Because early on working at home, everything became the job. And so the kids suffered. Then we took a look. Started taking the walks. Started building in game time. Started our backcountry road trips with visits. Those moments have been extremely precious. And as we move forward... I'm going to miss those moments. I don't have many years left with all of my daughters. So these have been special moments. On the flip side of family, it's forced me to be much more purposeful in how I communicate. I'm not going to see them for six, eight months. So I need to make sure that the ways I communicate, whether it's video chats, whether it's the Marco Polo app, whatever it is, I communicate as effectively as I can. And it's made me really take stock and value those visits because I don't have that face-to-face time to look forward to with my own parents. And I will tell you, those things will continue as well. Because even when I get my visits back, valuing the time with them, even from a distance, is going to continue. Probably the most powerful part of this is getting hit in the face I think culturally, with the realization that when things are at their best, we tend to look past the most important people in our lives. Next up is resiliency. We've all had the opportunity to operate in the land of uncomfortable and learn how to work through it. The fact that we've been challenged, moved from our comfort zone, and have moved past that discomfort is going to make us better in the long term. And I think it's going to be a powerful thing for the kids who lived through this. They've been through bad, and they're going to know how to work through it. So their resiliency will be high. I love that. And part and parcel of this is we got the opportunity to find new paths, some of which are never going to go away, because we had to rethink what we were doing, and we may have found a better way to do it. I had to reevaluate how and why I did my job. 
when you move to at home versus in person, the focus on what's most important now and how do I do it when my tools are gone was huge. And like when most things are hard, it gave me the opportunity to ask and evaluate why I choose to do what I do. Not the parts of my job, but the job itself. This has allowed me through these trials and tribulations to come back around with a renewed sense of purpose. I know what my why is. Part of finding those new pathways was the how-to. Some of them are band-aids and others will last forever. I'll give you an example. Discovered early on that five emails and a conversation, which takes a heck of a lot of time, was much less effective than the old school walk down the hall and have one conversation with someone. That means technology doesn't always equal productivity. And after working remote, some professionals are realizing that the potential of a location of choice in their workspace is a good thing. In other words, we've had a forced evolution, which is going to continue. Evaluating social time. Who and what are most important in trying to figure out how to hold on to those relationships and how to socialize and use the downtime when all of our normal activities are impacted or just completely gone? No movies, no travel, no plays, no sports. It did make streaming become real important in a lot of homes. It made the good old-fashioned book more important. And in this household, made both of those important, plus getting outside critically important. It's forced me, at least, to learn to be okay with inefficiency. When you're building the plane while flying it, it's not going to go smooth. Pieces are going to fall off, and you're going to end up with a few extra screws at the end. We talk about kids needing resiliency. We talk about them needing to struggle productively to gain it. But this year has given a bunch of very comfortable adults the opportunity to examine and struggle. Because something is easy doesn't always mean it's the right way. And then the completely new opportunities that came our way. No travel for seminars, for conventions, so suddenly live streams and replays making these opportunities more wildly available and much more affordable. My wife Amy has got to take part of several of these in the last year that she normally wouldn't have. Because we start subtracting the cost of travel, housing, and time away from work, it wouldn't have been possible. Hopefully, these events will continue to be offered this way, even as we move forward. So, yeah, 2020 has kicked us in the crotch a couple of times. But it's given us some awesome lessons along the way. So goodbye 2020. Hello 2021. We're going to kick your ass. Shoutouts. Barbara mentions that she likes to do the hand-dipped chocolates. I'm kind of envious of those. Haven't done those in years. And from Charlie and Tennille. They don't do traditional presents as such, but instead buy Shakespeare Festival tickets for one another. A cool tradition because I do miss the place. 
Thank you both for sharing those traditions. Worth mentioning. In the last two weeks, a friend of mine has directed me to a brand spanking new blog. Justin Clarity's Here's My Case. This week's post, We Don't Understand Ourselves or Each Other, discusses the misconceptions that are driving our own views of the political divide, and while doing so, provides the research to back it up. This is a brand new blog, but it is both well-written and thoughtful. And with the quality of information coming from Here's My Case, it is definitely a must-read for me. I've posted a link to the article on the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook. So, what did 2020 do for you? Reach out and share. The best answers are going to get a shout-out next week. That's it for this edition of Strive, Seek, Find. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. If you want to discuss this episode or have an idea, reach out at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a happy new year.